Welcome to the Um Yeah Sports Podcast with John and Chris, where it's unapologetically just about the sports. We're glad you joined us. Let's jump right in. It is the July 20th episode of the Um Yeah Sports Podcast. It is your Wednesday edition. The All-Star Game is now behind us. Congratulations to the AL. Seattle will uh, now continue forward and try to get to 15 wins against the Astros at home on Friday. From uh, what I hear, it's a sold-out game. I'm Chris, and with me, as always, is John. Hey, listeners, thank you for tuning in. If you haven't done so already, you can do us a favor, yourself a favor, by hitting the subscribe button in your favorite podcasting app. Um, that will subscribe you to the old podcast here and we'll get you the episodes as soon as they are available. Uh, and then you know, we'll know you're out there, which is always cool. Um, also, if you'd, uh, if you, uh, like to get the sports news and information from the, uh, the webs, uh, we give you, um, yeah, sports.com. It's www.umyasports.com. And that is uh, a place where you can go every day and, throughout the day to get the latest sports news and information curated from around the internet. No ads, no charge to you. We're also over at Um Yeah Sports on Twitter. That's where you can talk to us. So jump over there, say something. Love to hear from you. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? I'm good. (laughs) I'd love to hear from you too. Yeah. All right. So not not a big episode today. We've just got a a handful of topics that we're going to hit on. Uh, looks like mostly football, but before we before we start talking a little bit of NFL football in in uh, anticipation of the upcoming season, uh, it looks like the re- the rebuild is taking place in Utah. There's uh, something up on that aforementioned umyasports.com. Is that not right? It is. Yes. All right. What's going on? The Jazz are officially talking to teams about Mike Conley. So. Okay. Now we're just kind of talking That's everybody, about everyone right? here. We got, yeah. we got rid of Rudy Gobert. Uh, we got rid of Joe Ingles a uh, season ago um, to the Portland Trailblazers. This is now on the books. Uh, Donald Mitchell has been trading, talked about in trade rumors. Now Mike Conley has been talking about in trade rumors. And that's pretty much the the Jazz starting five that we've been cr- or grown accustomed to seeing. Yep. yep. Um, so honestly, at this point, it's going to be interesting. Because I, like I mentioned multiple times on the podcast, I think it should just be Donovan Mitchell uh, and they should rebuild around him. I think they should keep uh, Russ or not Russ Westbrook, but uh, um, Patrick Beverly, Conley, some of these guys that they already have on this roster and shouldn't risk take the risk of trading them because a uh, Patrick Beverly is going to leave if you start a rebuild. He does not want to stay, so you're going to lose him, and then you're just going to have Donovan Mitchell, and you're going to have to figure out how to build around him. But you're also going to figure out how to get pieces quickly. So now you're in a situation where you're either going to have to be fine with waiting a couple years before you're going to be in the playoffs again or trade Donovan Mitchell and still be fine with waiting a couple years because there's not really a world where uh, they do what they're doing, where they're getting rid of pretty much everybody uh, and doing some shopping around with these players, seeing what people would would do for them, how much they would get rid of for them, and all this different stuff. And at this point, Donovan Mitchell is not going to get traded. I think I saw that they want at least six first-round picks for him. Um, so that's not going to happen for him. So they're going to have to figure out a way to just be able to keep Donovan Mitchell, but still get pieces that want to play with this jazz team and will be willing to go through a rebuild. Because I feel like a lot of the players that are going to be helpful for them to make a deep push in the playoffs, aren't willing to stick around for a rebuild and aren't willing to do that because they're already in a sport in their career where they want to start winning basketball games. So at this point, 
the rebuild has begun. Uh, I think that started when Rudy Gobert was traded for those picks uh, and for those draft options. Uh, and I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to rebuild through the draft, and that's why they want so many draft choices. However, that's not going to happen. Maybe you can do several trades with some of these guys that will get you draft choices, maybe a few players, and try to patch things up, try to get things working. But at this point, I think option A is gone, where that, that was just keep – the players you have now use the draft choices to kind of build on top of it, build that team with Donald Mitchell, Patrick Beverly, Conley. I, I'm a wide side. I'm trying to remember all the guys' names and everything like that. But those guys are your starting five and then build on top of that with the draft choices that you just got. And maybe you can shop around some of the other players that you got from the Timberwolves. But at this point, trying to make a move like this where you're trying to get rid of Donald Mitchell plus Conley and you're trying to figure out who's tradable definitely speaks vibes of – uh, this is time for us to rebuild. Makes sense. They got a brand new coaching staff, brand new, I think, assistant general manager at this point. So brand new jerseys that they're going to be debu- uh, debuting the season as well. So a lot of new stuff going on in Utah. So it wouldn't be all that surprising if they try to start fresh as well with, uh, with the people that we actually see on the court. However, like I said, option A, which is what I was talking about there, is gone. Option B is now, I feel like, in full effect. Get rid of all the players that are worth something keep the ones that are not probably worth as much, keep them, play with them, and then use a draft to fix up any holes that you have left, which if they're not careful, that Donovan Mitchell might not be, might be the only spot that doesn't have a hole. Maybe Whiteside would also be there as well. But at this point, it's going to be interesting. And if you're a Jazz fan, I feel like it's going to be a brutal, you know, next couple of seasons as they try to try to put this boat back together that is right now. I mean, if you look at it before this season began or before this offseason began, this Jazz team was good. I mean, they've always been good until they get into the playoffs and they start to crash. That's just been how it works. It's just a cycle. And now instead of saying, okay, let's fix up and find the ways that we need to fix this and patch it up and get past that point, because obviously we're good enough to get to the playoffs. We're now saying, okay, let's take everything that got us to the playoffs, scrap them, trade them, and potentially lose some guys that we just got via trade to a different team like the Lakers uh, per se. So, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Mike Conley, I hope they're not expecting three draft, four draft choices from him and a superstar player or something like that. I hope that's a little bit more reasonable. But at this point, it'll be very interesting to see what they're doing. But I feel like at this point, I feel like with trade negotiations, you never want to give your hand too early. The Jazz already kind of gave their hand, which is we want draft choices from these guys. So we'll keep shopping around until we get draft choices and maybe a few players. So at this point, other teams may have a leg up in negotiations. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But right now, all we know is they're asking way too high for Donovan Mitchell. And Kevin Durant trades have slowed to a trickle and the Nets are no longer aggressive. So it looks like neither of those guys will be leaving, uh, at least in the near future. All right. Okay, uh, we are presently roughly 15 days away from the start of preseason. preseason NFL football. The Hall of Fame game is 15 days away. Is that right? It is August 4th. Okay. All right. And 50 days away from the first Thursday. Okay. I, I do. I am one of the. So I wish that there were less preseason games. But there are. I know. I, that's true. They have done something about that to a degree. Um, but I actually kind of like a little bit of preseason football. I like preseason football for fantasy. Yeah, Being get able you ready. To tell who the players are, on. all the teams who's coming up, all the details yeah. that are important. So I'm 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 down with that. So so we are getting close. That's pretty darn exciting. Uh, is uh, Jimmy Garoppolo going to land somewhere other than San Francisco? 
uh, when he takes the field for his first preseason game whenever and wherever that may be. Yes, at this point, that's pretty much decided. The San Francisco 49ers told his agent, all right, you can go ahead and seek a trade now. You're, you're good to go. Uh, and all the teammates are hyping up Trey Lance. So there's a okay. little bit of, you know, you know so. when it, when another player is about to leave and another one's about to take power when their players start saying this guy yeah. is going to be the next, this yeah. guy's great in every single way and all this stuff. Okay, That's so, kind of how it's going to work. So he's going to the Giants? Where's he going? That's been a, uh, a possible destination. Seattle's been a possible destination as well. Gosh, I feel like they have to do something. Seattle? I actually think they might not be in as bad a situation as I previously mentioned on the podcast. Uh, and when I mentioned that, what I mean by that is they have installed a good running game uh, and a good offensive line that will help that running game get going. They got Geno Smith. They still have DK Metcalf. They still have Tyler Lockett. They still have got a young, what could be dominant linebacker core. I wish they still had by Wagner. That was a big loss. And they still got Jamal Adams uh, and a pretty good set of uh, uh, safeties. Defensive line, that's made a little bit more rocky. But not to say that this team's going to win a lot of games and get to the playoffs. What I mean by that is next season, uh, after the season's over, next offseason, there are, there are multiple quarterbacks that are going to be in the draft, Bryce Young being one of them, that are options for taking. Yeah. If they are able to lose enough games and get a good high draft choice while also proving that the guys on the field are worthwhile and that they made the right decisions in this draft by not taking Malik Willis when they had the opportunity multiple times and everyone was just passing on them. But if they're able to make a splash, like picking up Bryce Young, one of these other quarterbacks that are sitting on the market or are going to be sitting in the draft, then you kind of have to say to yourself, okay, this is going to be a long process before we're, you know, back in the Super Bowl, back in the playoffs even. However, we're on that right trajectory and the right path. So at the beginning, after the draft is over, I was, you know, one of the people that was saying, I don't know if they did a good job drafting. I, yeah. I think they're in a bad situation. But if you take a step back and really look at it, um, they if they play their cards right and they prove enough through either preseason, regular season, winning a few games here and there, and they also just dominate the running game and that all those draft choices are worthwhile, and then they go pick up a, a quarterback, boom, everything's perfect. You kind of look at them with those drafts. However, in the draft, if they go with wide receivers or randomly trade DK Metcalf at a desperation or right. something like that, Oh, else they got Noah Fan, the new defense tackle, and some draft choices. So they have good stuff now after that Denver Broncos trade. So if they play their card right, this is going to be a great situation. So do I think they should be trading for Jimmy G at this point? No. I would stay with Drew Locke and I would stay with Geno Smith because he's not going to be worth the money you're going to pay for him a, or the draft choices you have to give up for him. And maybe you're not going to be able to give up that many draft choices, but hanging on to them would be the smart move. And I would let him go where he wants to go if you're – uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't think it's going to be like Geno Smith to Jimmy Garoppolo might be a little bit of a, a different story because obviously Geno has playoff experience. He's went to the Super Bowl, played against Kansas City a couple years ago. So he's definitely uh, played behind Tom Brady as well. So there's definitely been some of that. Uh, so at this point, I wouldn't put him in a situation where I say I I would trade for, if I was Seattle, I would not trade for him to be my starting quarterback. Uh, I wouldn't trade for him if it get, if I had to give up any of my draft choices. Uh, maybe if I gave away some money of his contract, or I don't know what they're going to be wanting for him. I don't imagine it'll be that much, but whatever it is, if it's too much, I wouldn't. I would just stay away from him and let him go to the Giants. Uh, and if you look around the league, it's like it usually is in sports 
multiple teams that are in def or desperate need of a quarterback or a wide receiver, uh, some something down those lines. But if you look around the league, I'm trying to find a team that hasn't already invested in a quarterback or that needs a quarterback. The only team that I can really think of is Carolina. Uh, but that's a situation well, got, where they got four, yeah. but none of those four quarterbacks are one of the quarterbacks. Like, oh yeah. That's their definite day one starter. Let's, let's go with him. He's going to win him a bunch of games. Let's go there. Um, I probably at this point, if I was Carolina, I'd be like, oh crap, we could have gotten, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, which probably is like a better option. But I, I think right now it's just one of those situations where it feels like the market got really hot for Garoppolo at the beginning, but now he won't be able to throw until next month when he'll be able to be fully involved after that shoulder injury he he had. So there's kind of a setback there. But Cincinnati doesn't need him. The Jaguars don't need him. The Jets don't need him. The Ravens have a quarterback. The the uh, Cardinals have a quarterback. Seattle has a quarterback. Uh, the Rams already got a quarterback. Now the, the San Francisco 49ers have a quarterback. So you look around all 32 teams, where are you going to look at that and saying, okay, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. So if something happens, A, it's going to be because – uh, I think Seattle is probably the, one of the p- things that most people like, like a glaring uh, th- place for him. But A, Seattle doesn't see the potential, which I doubt. Or B, there's something going on behind the scenes and one of these teams that we don't, as the media, hear about. And because we're not you know, behind the scenes, then, yeah. then the insider will break it one day and be like, oh, okay, oh, wow, this has been in the work for the last three months and you know, we didn't hear about any of it and all of a sudden it broke. That's probably what's going to end up happening. Uh, the one thing I heard is the Giants being an option with Daniel Jones, but I did a the podcast sneaky good for the sneaky segment or for the uh, for fantasy segments, and I mentioned how Daniel Jones is actually a great quarterback in the situation where he is with the Giants with the new head coach and how he used uh, Josh uh, Allen and Daniel Jones has a couple of different connections to uh, Josh Allen. You can watch that video; it's on YouTube, but on our channel, I'm yes sports. But I think at this point, I don't think trading Daniel Jones makes a whole lot of sense, especially because after the season, his contract ends We you guys, the giants didn't pick up that option. So after the season over, then you can make some decisions about where you're going, how you're going to get there. But trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, I feel like at that point, unless you're just going to be like, okay, Daniel Jones, you're sitting and we're going to bring another quarterback into play. It doesn't make sense to put Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup. So will Jimmy Garoppolo just stay uh, in San Francisco? That's also an option. That's also option C. So at this point, the only real options are C, uh, he stays in San Francisco and sits back up, or B, or actually has A and B, but A, he he sits behind, or B, he uh, he ends up, there's something going on behind the scenes that's been working on for months, and then that finally breaks. But at this point, I mean, your guess is just as good as mine because there's really no team that, seems like needs that absolutely needs him so if he ends up going to the giants that i mean you can flip a coin and it it, it could be one way or the other so at this point i really have no clue where he's going but i really hope seattle does not make that move where they end up trading for him when they have such good potential for the draft uh so maybe it's the giants maybe it's some other team but right now kind of feels like it's either backup or possibly to the giants all right who's gonna win the afc west is it going to be the Russell Wilson-led Denver Broncos, the Las Vegas Raiders, the San Diego Chargers? Who's it going to be? Well, it's, I feel like that division or that yeah that division so tight with the Broncos, with the Raiders, with the Chargers. I 
I don't know who you can really pick. It should be pretty darn competitive. It should be very. Oh, and the Chiefs. The Chiefs are the option. I was oh, saying. that's right. The Chiefs. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. Uh, that's quite a competitive conference. If My teams that push themselves to the front of my mind is really the Chargers and the Raiders. Uh, I like the Chargers. I like their young quarterback and Justin Herbert. I love their wide yep. receiver core. I like their running back core. I like their defense. I like pretty much everything about this team. And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I like the Raiders and Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, uh, Darren Waller, Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, uh, Chandler Jones down the defensive line, uh, Max Crosby. So there's there's a, there's a lot to like about each and every one of these you know squads. But if I had to pick one to really just, and it's not going to be like they dominated this whole thing and they just came out by like three or four wins and it wasn't even close. It probably will be pretty close to the end. But I kind of feel like the Raiders have so much pressure on them to be good this season yeah. and have so much pressure to because they have so many superstars yeah. and so many people they've uh, kind of got on and then they got a brand new head coach that played but behind. Daniel did not do great. The first time, correct. The first time around. But he has great players. So okay. I still believe yeah. that they have to play well. I think it will injure Devontae Adams' uh, legacy if he goes to another team after leaving uh, Aaron Rodgers for more money to go to this team if something wasn't going on. But an interesting note I learned uh, is that Devontae Adams is picking up the scheme so well, he's actually teaching the other players the scheme. Uh, and that it seemed like Derek Carr and uh, Devontae Adams might have had workouts before yeah. he went there. That's how well he's picking it up. So at this point, I like all of those teams uh, besides the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs and the Broncos have a lot to – I think they've got good squads, but they've got question marks that to answer before you can push them up to the top portion of this uh, division. The Chargers are great. Uh, I, I think Justin Herbert has a great career ahead of him, but I think the Raiders squeak out that, that division. What do you think happens? Just out of this is just an aside, just a random thing. Mahomes does he have a, a a better year than last year, a worse year than last year, or about the same? I would say worse because it kind of felt like when Tyreek Hill was on that roster, yeah. he bailed Patch Mahomes out nine times right. out of ten because right. no one can stay with him. He's just sitting by there and he's waving his hands in there like, hey. 30 yards of grass in front of me. Just watch right. it. So when these things break down, he where can, is he oh, going to go? This, yeah, this is he going to throw to Juju? No, because Juju just had a bunch of issues with dropping the football. Sky more possibly, but he's going to have to be one of those wide receivers. You actually have to lay it on the money and give it to him where he can catch it. Or is it going to be um, Justin Ross, who I, I've never heard of until, until recently, uh, who apparently is a speedster, but he's not going to be Tyreek Hill speed. So at this point, I'm trying to patch up Tyreek with three other guys. Um, the one thing that I would say why it could be close to pretty much the same, but I think it would be worse, is just Travis Kelsey's still in this lineup, and he's still that reliable dump-down yeah. target. Yep. Uh, but I don't think he's going to have the flashy fantasy numbers he had last season, and I don't think he's going to have the greatest season. And personally, I think they're going to be the worst team in the AFC West well. because of the loss of Tyreek Hill. I think most people are turning a blind eye to the fact that he – really helped Patrick Mahomes out when he needed it the most. Yeah. When he's scrambling back there for his life, he just launches it up. He orchestrates a 13 second drive with the help of Tyree Kill or with the help of Travis Kelsey, but he's the guy that tears across the sideline to get him even close to field goal range. Um, but an interesting side note is I think because Tyree Kill is gone, the Buffalo Bills have a brilliant chance of 
coming in strong and beating Kansas City, and Kansas City will no longer have an opportunity to knock them out. Because is that like your is that your like uh, your your Super Bowl call? Not a Super Bowl on call. the AFC side. I th- would I think it's gonna be the Raiders or the Buffalo Bills in the AFC Championship game. That's but that's okay. the topic for another time. Right, that's, but, wow, we're really getting we're really getting ahead of ourselves. I know, but I think now since the Buffalo Bills do not have to worry about Tyreek Hill orchestrating a 13 second drive to get into field goal range and crush their playoff hopes. And they got Von Miller on this squad now. Plus, they haven't lost anyone. Now the Buffalo Bills kind of feel like they got a little bit of the upper hand. Uh, I can't wait to see Kansas City play Buffalo, no matter when that is, because I think it's going to be one of those situations where Buffalo will can finally get the leg up and finally have the opportunity to beat Kansas City uh, without having to worry about the speedster running behind you and getting an easy touchdown, because now I feel like Buffalo is one player up on uh, on this on this Kansas City team, this defense is so talented. Von Miller is going to get after the quarterback extremely well. Everything is in beautiful shape to get him to get him deep into the playoffs. But prediction, nonetheless, if Buffalo plays the Kansas City Chiefs, I got Buffalo. If they in the playoffs at some point in the playoffs, if they end up meeting again because they've met the last two years in a row, and Kansas yeah. City has crushed their hopes. Yeah. Mostly with Tyree Kill's help. Okay. okay. So, all right. Well, we got a lot, a lot of football. Correct. Football season has not began. Before we're uh, getting anywhere <laughs> Zoom close, in a little head. close to that. So, anyway. All right. Awesome. Thank you for chilling. Yeah, talking absolutely. Some, talking some basketball, football. Listeners, thank you for riding along with us. We appreciate you. Again, if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe. Check out www.umyasports.com and hit us up over at Umyasports on Twitter. Have a good one. We'll see ya. See ya. God bless.